Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is October the 12th, 2015, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia. So we're going to get things cracking because I'm here with a guest who has the inside scoop on most of everything. He's a well-known author. He's an Egyptian writer who writes in English. He has published over 20 e-books. He, is, he has graduated from the English Department of the Faculty of Art. He has a postgraduate diploma from the Faculty of Education. He has graduated from Institute for Preparing Islamic Scholars. He is a political Facebook activist, and he is also the host of his own radio show called The Politics of the World, and we will discuss on when you can listen to him, what days, what time, and all that. But do call in at 347-426-3751 with your questions. And here with me is Mr. Wild. Y.L. Hey, Dollar. How are you doing today? Glad to have you on. Hi. Hey, how are you? Hi, Tekanisha. Hey, yes. Got you on the air. Um, You know, this is um, it's truly an honor for you to actually just take out your time. I mean, with all the stuff that you actually have done, taking out your time writing on all these different issues. You know, you have written over so many ebooks, over twenty of them. What what actually led you into writing? Um, just writing the truth that many of us don't even happen to know. You wrote about Islam, ISIS, atheism. I have studied at uh, different places. I studied the English literature at the Faculty of Arts. I studied uh, at the Faculty of Education. I was graduated from an institute for preparing Islamic scholars. Uh, I have TOT in human development. This diversity is uh, very useful. Okay. Besides, I was in, I was interested in politics throughout all my life since I was a little child. Since I was a little child, about eight or nine years, I used to read the newspapers. Wow, and I mean, I was just going through so many of your lists, um, and all the books that you actually do have out. 40 quotes about success in life. Um, I would love to get my hands on that one. Answering atheism and agnetism, ISIS, the new power. You know, these books are deep. They're heavy, you know, on these different issues and stuff that we're actually going through right now, especially with ISIS. 
you know, the talk of ISIS using social media to recruit the young people has just become a game changer. And it's also said through news media that ISIS reaches 100 million a day through social media. They have like a substantial amount of followers on Twitter. But while, while um, let me ask you this. Why is it probably difficult to really, like, counter ISIS on social media? No one really can find out. Uh, as regards the Islamic State, there are things that the media in America and Europe can't know clearly. Many Arabs feel, I stress on the word feel, I will not tell you about how many Arabs think, but I will tell you about how many Arabs feel. Many Arabs feel that they were treated unjustly and illegally by the Arab regimes. Many Arabs feel that this Arab regime deserves to be treated unjustly and illegally by the Islamic State. The media in America and Europe can't know these feelings. Okay. Um, do you know of any information like how many Americans have probably been caught attempting to join or help ISIS because National Intelligence Director James Clapper has said 180 Americans have tried to go fight in Syria. Charlie Assad is a tyrant. I can't support a tyrant, and I can't support anyone who is supporting the tyrant. The crimes of Bashar al-Assad can't be accepted. I have learned from my short life that if you accept the injustice that others suffer from, certainly one day you will be treated unjustly. The problem is Bashar is is that Bashar is a tyrant. The people of Syria find that the only power that can resist Bashar is the Islamic State. So supporters from many Islamic countries and from Russia itself and from the Muslims of Russia and from the Muslims of America and Europe join Bashar. They see how Bashar is a tyrant and he is not stopped by anyone. They find that that there is no one fighting Bashar directly except the Islamic State. So they join supporters every day and every day. Right. I I definitely I definitely hear you on that. Um and you know this threat from ISIS they named United States, France, Australia and Canada as the target. And that is that's that's so scary, you know, just to think of all that. But you know, um also listen to some of your previous interviews where you discuss about Islamic civilization. And 
I love that because Islam is a religion for all people from whatever race or background they might be. And that is why Islam civilization is based on unity, which stands completely against any racial or ethnic discrimination, and such as that as the ISIS or any other thing going on around the world. What is your proposal for Islamic civilization? Many Islamic activists supported the political way, but in Algeria, before the elections, they were deprived of their triumph by a military coup. In Egypt, the Islamic part won the elections and ruled for a short time. Then they were deprived of their triumph by a military coup. So the young people think that the political way will lead to nothing. The military way, the armed way, is the solution, as they say. If there will not be a political triumph for the Islamic activists in one country at least, the whole area will be suffering from violence. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I just hope it comes. I just hope it comes to the point because it it is really sad. And that's why I say every side look at their own issues, and you have to look at what's going on across the sea. Because what goes on across the seas affects us as well. And and such major racial and ethnicities as the Arabs, Persians, Turks, Africans, Indians, Chinese, and Malays, in addition to numerous smaller units, embrace Islam and continue to build up Islamic civilization. And I hope we all get back to that sense of that brotherhood and sisterhood, which was so much emphasized that it overcame all local attachments to a particular tribe, race, or language, all of which became subservient to the universal brotherhood and sisterhood of Islam. So I hope we just become witness to that. And, I mean, we speak of that. It's even spoken in your Bible, you know. So, I mean, I think we're just looking at the end of time. Mostly it's getting close to that. But um, getting back to the subject of all this, um, while what is the relationship of the Middle East from spring to winter? As regards Islam and the civilization, the Islamic civilization in the past is a fact that cannot be denied. Many young people want to see the Islamic civilization. They don't want to see wars. But uh, the situation in the Arab countries is very complicated. For example, in Egypt, they are establishing the thinking security. They will establish thinking security clubs at every school. The members of these clubs will be spies against the thoughts of their teachers and classmates. What do you expect from 
the Islamic activists in Egypt in such conditions, they will certainly go to violent and armed movements. Hi. Well, yes. Okay, we had a little break up there, but um, we were just finishing talking about Egypt and everything. And, of course, Egypt been going through a lot, um, talking about the unemployment rate, the crime rate had tripled, the fear of sexual violence against women, fear of shortages and traffic jams, the, the rising cost of food, you know, all these issues that Egypt had to face. Are they... Are they being controlled now while, or are they still going through these issues as of today? I think that uh, the suitable solution for the problems in Egypt is uh, Dr. Al-Bahradi is as a president. He is internationally accepted. He can cooperate with the different political powers in Egypt, but the current regime in Egypt will lead only to civil wars, to wars with Arab, with our Arab neighbors. Doctor Badai is a democratic person. He can find a way to settle the issues 
between the different political powers. But the Pope thinks in a very silly way. They are the dictatorship as described in the old books that talked about dictatorship. Okay. Right. And and when you think of Egypt, you, I mean, it is the land of the great pharaohs, and it's it's one of the most historically rich countries in the world. And when you hear of these issues, it's like, wow, like is this really, is this really happening to these people like that? Are they, and not saying these people as in uh in a bad way, but this is really going on while us even knowing about it because we're caught up in our own little issues and we don't know what's going on in someone else's back door because we're not there and we feel like it doesn't affect us. And as I said, everywhere affects us. Their issues affect all of us. It doesn't matter if it's in Egypt, um, India, or, or, or wherever, you know, so all of it. And it's it just, you know, all this corruption, all this lack of trust in the central government, you know, I think that remains a major problem facing people today, too. I hope, so far, so. I hope they do come about and where they can experience the change. Um, but while, it's, as far as it goes, what about Saria? Uh, how they're how are they how are they handling things from their from their standpoint? Uh, the Arab area uh, is facing the most serious challenge in its recent history. There are wars in Iraq, in Syria in Yemen, problems in Egypt, in Libya, in the Gulf countries. Uh, There is a more serious problem in Palestine. This problem, which is the problem of Al-Aqsa Mosque, may lead to serious effects throughout the Islamic world. If all the Arab and Muslim rulers accepted an agreement with Israel without the Al-Aqsa Mosque, this agreement will not be accepted in all the Islamic world by this generation and by the coming generation. And this will lead to very serious problems. I feel that any Arab ruler is nowadays in a dilemma. He can't know how to face all these problems and all these wars and all these challenges. It's really a serious situation. Right. You know, and going back to all your list of books, you know, as I said, that's just amazing how 
you're able to just produce so much and you have so many readers. You have over 2.5K listeners, readers, I mean, just just interested in what you have to actually say, and that's awesome, you know, to get that many um, people out there just to hear your words, to understand you. I think these are some great books. And, you know, one of your books you posted being, um, I forgot which book it was, one of your books you were going to write in Italy, in, I mean in Italian. Did you ever accomplish that goal? Or are you still working on that one? Um, it was one of your books, because I'm always, when I get guests, I used to, sometimes I like to go on your Twitter page, and I noticed one of your comments was about one of your books, and you wanted to write it in Italian. Um, please forgive me that I forgot the name of it. And I was wondering, did you ever get an opportunity to write your book in in the Italian language, or, or are you planning on doing any of your books in a different language? Oh, okay. Uh, 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 an internet site show me the way that I can get a translator to my books with. Uh, uh, achieve uh, faith. So I intend to find a translator to translate my ebook 150 quotes about success and life to Italian language. I will not translate myself. I will get a translator. Okay. So what's next on the plan? Do we have any upcoming projects? Will you be focusing? Will your book still focus on ISIS or any other issues that we're facing as of today? Uh, I have already published uh, 20 ebooks. At a certain time, I am interested uh, in my new radio show, The Politics of the World. I have just started it. Okay. Um, you know, also, I was um, I was reading up on about um, Egypt because. Going back to Egypt before we even touch the show, um, I was going reading up on Egypt. It's something about them establishing the bank of security. What is, what exactly is this one all about? Because I want I want to make sure I had an understanding of that, the bank of security, and they said it's on. They will establish bank of security clubs at every school. Is this is this a advantage for the children? I didn't hear your question because there was 
هاي ثاون دمير لي اي كودنت هير ذا كوستشن ويل اوه يس فايل اي كان اي كان ريبيت ات اجين ام اي كيم اكروس سمثينج ذات واز ميشنينج ايجيبت استابليشينج ا ثينكينج سيكيورتي اند اي I only caught a glimpse of it, and I wanted to understand more of it, and I figured since you knew a little bit of, since you have an expertise in Egypt, that you knew of this um, thinking security that they're supposed they, to have in every school. They are establishing thinking security. They decided to establish thinking security clubs at every school. They will be spying against the thoughts of the teachers and the, the students. I think that even the communist regime didn't use this aggressive term, thinking security. They want to impose their silly way of thinking on the Egyptian people. They think in a very silly way. For example, uh, some months ago, they brought someone who said that he will be, he will invent uh, an equipment that treats AIDS, virus C, diabetes mellitus, all other viruses. It was all hilarious and silly thing. And they were not ashamed to allow him to appear in the television uh, channels and in newspapers and uh, magazines. They think in a very hilarious and silly way. And at the end, they were obligated to say that the project failed. They want to impose this silly way of thinking on the Egyptian people. They want to convert the Egyptian people to a group of slaves that think very silly and who are ready to obey the order and and to to and to do everything they are ordered to do. Well I thank you for definitely explaining that to us. While can you give your information to where people can Find more out about you, and also get your e-books as well. Uh, the Egyptian people is divided divided into two sects. One sect is supporting the military coup in all what they do, and another sect opposes them. I will not say that all the Egyptian people is against the coup. Really, there is some part of the Egyptian people is supporting uh, the coup. But uh, there are some international ideas that cannot be neglected. The human rights, the freedom of thinking, the right of everyone to live, to not be killed for anything. For example, 
a lady which was supporting the cook and uh, who used to annoy some Islamic one by showing that she supports the, the cook very warmly. After some months, she was crying. She was praying against Sisi. She said that her son was asked by one of his friends to go to El Mansura city in, on 25 January. When he went there, he was suspected to be going to the demonstration. He was taken and he was said that he was a terrorist. He was sent to prison for 25 years. The crime of this person was that he was going to Mansoura city on 25 January and he was sent to prison for 25 years. It's uh, a thing that cannot be feared and cannot be accepted and will not be accepted. Well, thank you. I really do appreciate you for this information, and I hope uh, many people listen to this because I think it's very informative. It's still going on, and we hope that this, everything that we discuss comes to a solution, ISIS and all, you know, and just you have to stay prayed up, definitely. Prayer has to be strong. But while, thank you for so much for coming on to the show. I thank you. I do. Thanks, Dignation. You are so welcome. And my listeners out there, before you leave me, the truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen is this. All of the choices you have made add up to your current situation. This is a difficult concept for most people to understand because we are brought up in a society that teaches irresponsibility. It is hard when you feel stuck in a situation to accept the fact that you are stuck because that is where you feel comfortable. You do not want change because what if the change is even worse? Basic fear of the unknown. People exhaust themselves trying out ways to change. You know the answer, and you would rather waste away in stagnation than risk experiencing success and peace, starting a new life. Sure, you have had many successes on your current journey. And are you experiencing your dreams? Are you ready to make the hard difference, choices that will lead you to become the person you were meant to become? Today, in the cycles, that do not work for you, and make the necessary choice to become a new way of being. Enjoy the day, everyone, and hopefully I will see you tomorrow on the Bright Side with Technisha. I love you, and God loves you as well. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technisha. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 